people who experience a higher level of stress in their lives are more likely to find meaning in their lives. And that is the quote of the day. Welcome back to the Quote of the Day show. I'm your host, Sean Croxton at SeanCroxton.com. Today's message is huge. This concept, this idea, this science is huge. Game changer. When I learned about this, my mind was blown and the way that I saw everything, the way that I was just relating to life and hard work and success and going after the dream completely changed. And I got it as a result of reading The Upside of Stress, a phenomenal book by today's speaker, Dr. Kelly McGonigal. And that's where I learned that stress is nowhere near as bad as I thought it was if I perceived it not to be as bad as I thought it was. You know, as I talked about yesterday, I was in the health space for nine years. And so when you're, when you're in the health space, it's like, you got to try to keep your stress real low. You got to make sure you get eight to nine hours of sleep. And if you don't, then your whole body's going to explode. That's not true. We, of course, sleep is good for you. Don't get me wrong on that. But sometimes as entrepreneurs in the health space, we're so afraid to give up a couple hours of sleep here and there that it impedes our ability to move forward in our businesses. And our desire to keep our stress levels so low, it keeps us from growing as people. It keeps us from really finding meaning in our lives, as you're about to learn in this talk. And so I hope you enjoy this. Again, it's Dr. Kelly McGonigal. I highly recommend her book, The Upside of Stress. Here's Dr. McGonigal. Hello. I'd like to start with a little stress icebreaker. Just by a show of hands, how many would you, of you would say that yesterday was very stressful? Who had a stressful day yesterday? Okay. So you're, you're doing pretty good. Actually, globally, the average is 33%. In the U.S., it's about 43%. Well, let me ask you that question a slightly different way. If you could choose how stressful tomorrow would be, how many of you would say you hope that tomorrow you'll experience a great deal of stress? Who wants tomorrow to be really stressful? <laughs> a, a handful, a few brave handful of folks. So what I wanna to talk to you about today is how we think about what the right answer to that question is supposed to be. And more broadly, what we think the relationship of stress should be in our lives. What do we think the role of stress is in our lives? I'm a health psychologist and I was taught and trained to view stress as the enemy of well-being, of productivity, of happiness and of health. And I spent many years trying to help people reduce their stress or avoid stress. But in the last few years, I fundamentally changed my mind about stress. And today I wanna to change your minds. And I wanna start by talking about something that I call the stress paradox. In 2005, the World Gallup Poll went to 121 countries and asked people the same question that I asked you. Did you experience a great deal of stress yesterday? 
And then they computed something called a stress index. And that's the percentage of people in any country that said yes. Yesterday was very stressful. So if 99U were a nation, I'd peg you guys at about 50% would be your stress index. So they conducted that data set about 10 years ago. And more recently, a group of psychologists got their hands on that data and asked a very interesting question. Does a country's stress index correlate with other indices of well-being, like life expectancy, GDP, the global happiness, or the satisfaction with people's lives? And it turns out that it does, but in exactly the opposite direction that the researchers expected. The higher a nation's stress index, the greater the GDP and life expectancy, the more satisfied people are in that nation with their lives, their work, their communities, their own health, uh, the happier they are. Basically, the more people you have who thought yesterday was very stressful, that's better for public health, it's better for the economy, and it's better any way you look at it. And that kind of blew the researchers' minds. It blew my minds when I saw that. Right? Not what we were expecting. And so in order to better understand this odd correlation between stress and well-being, the researchers looked at what other experiences seemed to correlate with a high stress index. And they found, as you might expect, that on a day that people found very stressful, they were also more likely to feel sadness, to feel worried, or to feel angry. That's how we usually think about stress. But a high stress index was also correlated with some interesting things, like feeling a great deal of joy yesterday, laughing a lot yesterday, saying that you felt a lot of love yesterday, or saying that you learned something interesting yesterday. And what the researchers realized is that the same circumstances that give rise to stress also give rise to these positive experiences. And that's what I call the stress paradox, that even though we experience stress in the moment as distressing, and we often think of it as being undesirable in our lives, we might wish for a less stressful life, that actually stress can be a barometer for how engaged you are with the things in your life that bring love, that bring laughter, that bring learning, and that bring growth. That stress actually seems to go along with the things that we most desire, the love, the happiness, the success, the wealth, the satisfaction, and the meaning in our lives. And actually, one of the best ways to think about the stress paradox is to think in terms of meaning. So more recently, a group of psychologists asked a broad sample in the United States of people to reflect on whether or not they felt like their lives had meaning. And you might think about how you would answer this question. Do you think that your life is meaningful? And then they gave people a whole bunch of other surveys to find out what's the best predictor of having a meaningful life or feeling like your life is meaningful. And it turns out one of the best predictors is stress, any way you measure it. So people who experience a higher level of stress in their life right now, like say yesterday was very stressful, those folks are more likely to find meaning in their lives. If you look back in a person's life to see how much adversity they've faced in the context of their lives, that also predicts more meaning in their lives. Even the amount of time you spend every day worrying about the future, that predicts a greater sense of meaning in your life. And in fact, one of the researchers' main conclusions of their study of what makes a meaningful life, they concluded that overall, people who have a meaningful life worry more and experience much more stress than people with a less meaningful life. 
And this is a really different way to think about what stress means. That stress could be a signal that you are engaged in the goals and the roles, the relationships, you're pursuing the goals and you're facing the challenges that will also give rise to meaning in your life. And I think all too often instead, when the moment of stress is arising, we view that stress, whether it's anxiety, overwhelm, sadness, despair, anger, frustration, we view that stress as a signal that either we are inadequate to the challenges of our lives, right, or we shouldn't be feeling stressed out, or maybe we think that our lives have actually become toxic, that there's something fundamentally wrong with us or wrong with our lives. And we might actually turn our attention to trying to avoid the things that give rise to stress. And that brings me to the other reason that I changed my mind about stress and want to change your mind about stress. Because it turns out that how you think about stress and the stress in your own life plays a profound role on how it affects your well-being, whether that stress is harmful and leads to things like depression and burnout and heart disease, or whether the presence of stress in your life actually leads to greater well-being and resilience. So what you're going to see here are two different ways of thinking about stress. And I just invite you to think, like, which one best describes the way that I talk about stress, the way that I think about stress, and the way that I relate to stress in my own life? Is stress negative, something that needs to be avoided, reduced, managed, suppressed? Or is stress positive, helpful, a good thing? I should embrace it, accept it, and use it. And it turns out that which one of these mindsets you hold plays a, a really big role in how that stress in your life affects you. So researchers at Yale have found that people who hold this more negative perception of stress and believe it should be reduced or avoided, they are more likely to experience what we typically think of as the negative outcomes of stress. They're more likely to have health problems like back pain or headaches or illnesses. They're more likely to become depressed. They're less productive at work. They enjoy their work less. They're even more likely to get divorced. Other studies, other research groups have shown that that belief may actually increase your risk of stress-related heart attacks or mortality. And on the other side, people who hold a more positive and accepting view of stress seem to be protected from those things, even when their lives are stressful. They're healthier, they're happier, they're doing better at work, they're better able to find meaning in their struggles. And I have to tell you that when I first started coming across this research, I was deeply skeptical. And I actually, this is how I thought about it. I thought the reason those people on this side of the line are happier and healthier, that's because they haven't experienced enough stress yet. <laughs> you suffer a little bit more and you will join me on this side of the line where we have the accurate, correct mindset that stress really is bad, that it really is a problem. And the great thing about science is you can test those hypotheses and that turns out not to be true. Actually, the protective benefits of embracing stress rather than trying to reduce or avoid stress seems to hold whether your life is currently not very stressful or extremely stressful, and whether or not you've had a relatively easy life or whether your life has had a lot of adversity in it. This mindset seems to help. And most importantly to me as someone who wants to help people be healthier and happier, research shows that when you tell people about the importance of stress mindsets, and you encourage them to choose a more accepting and embracing attitude toward the stress in their own lives, they actually become healthier and happier and more productive at work, even in very difficult and stressful circumstances. That was 
amazing, life-changing, mind-shifting stuff about stress from Dr. Kelly McGonigal. If you want to watch the entire talk, go to YouTube. It's called Kelly McGonigal, How to Turn Stress into an Advantage, available on the 99U YouTube channel. And again, I highly recommend her book. It's called The Upside of Stress, available at Amazon.com. That is it for me. I will see you tomorrow for our Friday episode of The Quote of the Day Show. I'm out. Peace. Peace.